Car Talk is supported by Squarespace, providing online tools for individuals and businesses to create a website. Squarespace includes hosting, 24-7 customer support, domains, e-commerce, and more. Visit squarespace.com slash cartalk for a free trial. Hello and welcome to Car Talk from National Public Radio with us, Click and Clack, the Tapper Brothers, and we're broadcasting this week from the mentoring department here at Car Talk Plaza. Yeah, this is interesting. I mean, we got a letter from a young person who needs a little, what do you call it, uh, guidance. Yeah, I would say so. Her name is Madeline, and here's what she wrote. Dear Click and Clack, I am 15, and for a few years now, my life goal has been to grow up to be eccentric. Hmm. Huh. <laughs> My mom says I'm not old enough yet to be eccentric and that eccentricity comes with age. Now, I could wait 50 or so years to become eccentric, but life is uncertain and I would be so disappointed if I never reached my goal. Now, you two <laughs> seem to be very eccentric. <laughs> well, I think exception to that. <laughs> and I was wondering if you had any advice on how I can become eccentric faster. Hi, ah, that's interesting. Is, but, it is uh, interesting. Well, first of all, Madeline, I think you're well on your way. How do you know that? Well, the fact that she listens to us. <laughs> I mean, she she's even al- wrote to us. <laughs> already on her way to becoming a nut job. But, but uh, I mean, how, how did you become? I, I don't think I'm eccentric. In fact, I think I'm rather even keel. Well, but you, on the other hand, you're out there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, one of the things about eccentricity is you stop thinking about all the conventional things that other people spend their time waste their time thinking about, you know, like... Work. Going to work. <laughs> their appearance. Oh, yeah. So let me see. So you don't, you don't really... Other people's feelings. Yeah. Or, or what other people think about you. So yeah. you, you don't go to work. You clearly have no regard for your appearance. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, anyone that can wear the blue jeans that you wear with the hole... I mean, kids can wear the blue jeans with the hole in the knee. They buy them like that. Well, but, but I pick up batteries and I get a hole in me. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, so and you can't throw them away. They cost them about fifty bucks a pair. They used to be six bucks. Not the ones you wear. When you bought those, they were seventy-five cents a pair. <laughs> so you're just you're eccentric, and, and Madeline can become eccentric if she starts to behave like you. So well, how about we ask? But you, you can't quit your job unless you have a job. So Madeline, you have to get a job. You got to get a job, and then you have to quit it. And yeah. then you have to start to wobble a little bit when you walk, because I think that's important. Eccentric people wobble. Do they? Well, I'm just I'm just using you as an example. <laughs> Yeah, and and, it, and you can't strive to become eccentric. It just has to happen, I think. I think it just has to happen. Yeah. I, I, I don't think we're qualified to even discuss it. Oh, you are. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, all the more reason. Oh, yeah. I think we should put something on the website that people can come and give us their opinions about what it takes. Well, see, nobody knows the true you. I mean, I know you, and I know you're out there. <laughs> And I just want to know how I let you slip away. I mean, you're my brother, man, and I love you. And you become a nut job. Madeline, save yourself if you can. Turn off the radio. Look, if you have a question about your car or your life goals, for that matter, give us a call. The number is 888-CAR-TALK. That's 888-227-8255. Hello, you're on Car Talk. Hey, uh, you guys. My name is Carl Wolf, and I'm calling you from Minneapolis, Minnesota. With a C I... or a K? It's with a K. Oh, yeah, you know, I kind of knew that. I should ask, huh? Yeah, it's funny, huh? It's like because the Catherine I... with a C or a K. Well, because I was worried. I didn't think it was a C. He didn't well, sound like it was a C. Well, no, no, I, everyone says that. Does that make me eccentric? <laughs> oh, yeah. So, Minneapolis, I, you say, huh? I think it just makes me insightful. No, the fact that you're even thinking about that stuff makes you <laughs> makes you a nut job. Yeah. All right, Carl. Where'd you say you're from? Mom always told me to watch out, <laughs> take care of your older brother, because he's a nut I, job. I remember. I remember one day my mother was in the hospital. She was not doing well. She was, and they had medicated her quite a bit, and and they had in fact moved her out. She tried to escape her hospital room because she thought my father had put her in the hospital. Yeah. 
uh, and, and and she saw a policeman, and she decided to chase this policeman down the, the corridor to have my father arrested. And anyway, they realized that they couldn't trust my mother anymore, and they, they had her in a chair. I mean, she wasn't that sick that she had to be in bed. They had her in a chair in within sight of the nurse's station. And I, I went to, that and I went and I went to see her that night as I did most of the night she was at the hospital and and she she motioned for me to come close and she whispered to me they're giving me pills to make me stupid. <laughs> and then she said they're giving them to your brother too. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Carl, <laughs> what can we do for you? <laughs> well, uh, I'm calling you from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh-huh. And oh. I have a problem with uh, the car that I am going to be driving for the winter. Huh. I started driving the car a couple months ago, and I had noticed that when I put the car in drive, it would hesitate before mm. it would engage. What is this car? It's a 94 Pontiac Bonneville. Okay. And uh, so uh, I think the problem kept getting worse and worse. This, is, um, this was supposed to be your winter banger, as they say? Th- exactly. It's, it's upstaged by a 1990 Mercedes that, that, that I got from the coast. So oh, it's mint oh. condition. Oh, so, so you I don't like want the Mercedes to rust away. Exactly. So this is the sacrificial car, the Bonneville. Yeah. That's correct. And you got it from whom? Um, the Bonneville I, I purchased from my brother-in-law. So. Oh, okay. I was going <laughs> to ask know. if it was a family member, but so go ahead. Okay. So, so now you and you, if you notice the onset of this uh, unresponsiveness has coincided with the arrival of cooler weather. Yeah, actually, I think maybe you could. I think it, well, it was quite a cold day the day that I took it out and it decided not to go anywhere. The engine oh. would rev and it would seem as though it wanted to go. But uh, oh, um, really? it wouldn't engage. Oh, it's that bad. Oh, so uh, so obviously you did the the, the intelligent thing is you, know, you, sh- you shut it off and you you check the transmission oil level. Did you do that? Well, I'm just understanding that that is the intelligent thing to do, but I didn't do that. I actually uh, I did shut it off. <laughs> what? Well, drove you... it to Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> had you not driven this car for many months? That's right. But the last time you drove it, it ran okay. Yeah, it did. It seemed to. I actually, uh, it, it ran um, earlier in the summer. It ran fine. Uh-huh. Yeah, but it was warm then. It was warm. Yeah. Okay. I would definitely check the fluid first. Yeah, if you're really lucky, one of several things could have happened. The, the fluid could have leaked out. And if you have a small leak, like a cooler line or an oil pan, transmission oil pan, that's easy to fix. Okay. Or the transmission just could have forgotten what it's supposed to do. <laughs> you know, so it might, it might be, there might be a relearning process here. But but it works all right once it's warmed up. It seemed, well, that was the second part of my story is, is it uh, now that I'm, you mention it, it did work a little better the day it was warmer. And it made it down the street um, to a busier intersection. And that's where it decided to not engage. But it seems as though after I shut it off and then started again, it's more apt to go. And that's how uh-huh. I got out of that busy intersection. But then I drove it home and, and then decided to call you. Well, I think, Carl, I think you're going to get lucky. I think the fact that you made it and then it started to slip is telling me that maybe you're low on fluid. I think so, too. Okay. Check the fluid, and if that isn't it, don't call back. We'll have no good news for you. <laughs> how, how's the relationship between you and your brother-in-law? How's that been over the years? It's actually been quite nice, yeah. So far. It was, yeah, so far, and it was a great deal on, <laughs> and, the, on the winter beater. So. It was a great deal. All right, so if you had to throw a transmission into it, it wouldn't be the end of the world. I don't think so. If it, if it, how how much could something like that be? Oh, I'm not much. Me, eight, nine bucks, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, you, you you could put a used one in, maybe for five hundred bucks. Well, that seems worth it, definitely. Yeah, how about a, how about eight fifty? How's that sound? It's pushing it, <laughs> but pushing I, it. I might consider it. All right. Well, good luck. Well, thanks a lot for your help. <laughs> See you. Okay. Car. Good luck. Okay. Bye bye. And you're gonna need luck. He's got a lot of it. Eight 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 car talk. That's eight eight eight. Two two seven eight two five five. Hello, you're on Car Talk. This is Alice in Westchester, Pennsylvania. Alice, you know we haven't had an Alice call us for ten years. Uh, Last week we had two of them actually. <laughs> What's up, Alice? What's up? I have a 1999 Honda Odyssey, and every few months, for a couple of weeks at a time, when I start it, I can't put it into gear. So this is what I do. I turn it off. Oh, you can, you cannot physically move the shifter. Can't move the shifter at all. Okay. So I take my foot off the brake. I turn it off. I take off my seatbelt. I open the door. <laughs> I close the door. I put my seatbelt back on. I put my foot back on the brake, and I start it again, and then I can put it into gear. Perfect. What's why wrong do you, with that? Why do you need us? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just concerned that someday that's not going to work. It, it works every time, huh? Every time. 
and not just for me. I, my daughter had the same problem, and she called me, and I walked her through it, and it worked for her, too. Uh-huh. So you have to do all of the steps. Yes. Well, it ain't the seatbelt because there's no connection between the seatbelt being on and your ability to shift out of park. Okay. The only thing that's relevant here is stepping on the brake pedal. Stepping on the brake is it. Really? Yeah, because there's an interlock switch between the brake and the transmission. Okay. And so you cannot move the shifter out of park unless you're stepping on the brake. And the way the transmission knows you're stepping on the brake is there's a switch. And the reason the cars have these switches is they want to prevent people from slamming the thing into gear, uh, the wrong gear, like reverse when they intend to go forward, and smashing into somebody and then suing the company for millions of dollars for having designed the car that, that's unsafe. <laughs> I, would, I would never do that. You wouldn't, but, but we would. <laughs> you know? If they would only fix this problem, you would promise never to do that. Right. Good for you. So I should put my foot on the brake? Shouldn't put my you foot on the brake? Oh, no, you should. In fact, what's, what's wrong, we think, is that switch is bad. Okay. It's an interlock switch. Is this going to be expensive if I go and get it fixed? No, under yeah. $100. Okay. Yeah, and, I, and I wouldn't be surprised if, if in fact, there's not a, uh, a bulletin on it, a technical service bulletin. Well, I called the dealer, and they kind of acted like I was crazy. So. Oh, they did? Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. that's their first line of defense. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Just ignore that. They tell everyone you're crazy. Okay. <laughs> Good yeah. luck, Alice. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. Bye. One eight 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 Car Talk. That's eight 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 two two seven eight two five five. Hello, you're on Car Talk. Yeah, hi guys. This is Lee calling from Waterville, Maine. Hey, Lee. What? Oh, you know, I spent a wonderful weekend. No, one that was day. no, that was Waterville Valley. Isn't that the same thing? No, no different state. That's in New Hampshire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it cold there? Not beautiful. Oh, okay. Beautiful. Well, not cold yet. <laughs> not, not yet. Cold yet. <laughs> yeah, Waterville. Got... All right. Where's Waterville, Maine, then? Sort of in the middle part of the state. Now, how come you don't have the Maine accent? I mean, well, I've, I've been away from home for about twenty years and just moved back three it would months take ago. Take more than that. <laughs> <laughs> Repeat after me. We're going over to Banga to get some lobsters. Hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's on your mind, Lee? Uh, a retired mechanic in Pennsylvania told yeah. me that when I change the oil in my car, in order to make sure the engine's clean, first I should drain the oil put the drain plug back in, add a pint of kerosene <laughs> to, to the engine, start and the engine. start it up with the <laughs> pint of kerosene in it, right? Yeah, yeah start yeah. it up and let it run for 15 seconds. Yeah. Then turn it off and take the drain plug off, and the, the kerosene is sort of sloshing around in there, yeah. and it's cleaning the engine. Just like the hungry water theory. <laughs> well, you know, doesn't that sound good? I mean, just the thought. You can imagine it. It's got, there's got to be imagery involved, you know? <laughs> When there's imagery, you can see the kerosene splashing around, yeah. washing everything off, and taking all that other junk down to all the bottom. First of all, that is the essence of uh, marketing. If something doesn't sound good, you, I mean, why did I buy my Sobakawa pillow? Because <laughs> I watched that three-hour infomercial, and it sounded What about the George great. Foreman grill? That sounded great, too. I bought what that about too. the vacuum thing? I got that. That's, uh, the, what the about phobie. the juice tiger? I got that, too. <laughs> Because they all sound good. They yeah. sound Just good. like this does. Just like this It's does. important, however, that if you ever do anything like this, yeah. that you, 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 you... Never mind. <laughs> Am I going to be hurting the engine? Yeah. Oh, are you ever? <laughs> well, see, what you don't realize, I mean, what, what the imagery doesn't tell you about is the fact that you're running the engine now, granted it's only for 15 seconds, without any oil in it. Right. Why would you want to do that? <laughs> to Car- get out- kerosene is a lousy... Lubricant. It yeah. does have some lubricating properties. Did you ever try it, Lee? No. I, I've asked people, uh, mechanics, engineers, and they've all scratched their heads and said either don't do it or it, it sounds like it might work, but I don't know. Well, I, I have to say that I fell prey to this very scheme almost once huh. because I had a uh, GMC Suburban, which started burning oil, and I had a choice of rebuilding the engine are trying every harebrained <laughs> scheme that anybody mentioned to me. One theory, of course, was drain out half the oil. Uh-huh. Replace it with two and a half quarts of kerosene. Ah. And run the engine for an hour. Right. And bake an immediate oven. <laughs> 350 oven. <laughs> so I say, I'm going to give it a try, Frank. <laughs> and he says, go for it. <laughs> so I parked the thing outside and... 
I drain out two quarts of oil and I replace it with kerosene. I start the baby up and it comes up to temperature. And the entire West Cambridge area was enveloped in a cloud of white smoke. (laughs) I mean, this thing started blowing smoke. I mean, you couldn't believe the amount of smoke. We were out of business for three days. No one could find us. But all the time that the smoke is pouring out, what what am I thinking? It's cleaning out the. You know dirt. what that smoke is? It's, it's freeing up the rings. It's freeing up the rings. It's providing lifeblood to the engine. And it may look bad now. It's renewing, rejuvenating. Exactly. So after an hour, I drained out the oil and kerosene mixture, and I replaced it with five quarts of beautiful new fresh oil. Mm. It continued to blow smoke for the next four years. Uh. <laughs> Because yeah, I, mean, I ruined is, it. I completely it, wrecked it. It's all right to use as a last-ditch effort. It may free a stuck set of rings, and if it doesn't, you've lost nothing except a couple of quarts of kerosene. Exactly, because you're going to have to rebuild the engine anyway. So we ended up taking his engine out and rebuilding the whole thing. Yeah. On the other hand, if you have an engine that's running okay... And it is. Don't do it! No. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Was this guy retired or defrocked? <laughs> Maybe both. <laughs> well, thanks for asking, Lee, and welcome back to Maine, and thanks for calling. Okay, guys, thanks. <laughs> See Bye-bye. you later. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> hey, look, it's time for me to ask if you have any recollection of the puzzler that I introduced last week. Puzzler? I don't even remember seeing you last week. <laughs> <laughs> well, the puzzler was based on something that you actually said. I said? Yeah, something that you said. Well, that doesn't help me. After I say something, I immediately forget all about it. Well, if only the rest of us can be so lucky. (laughs) Stay tuned, because when we come back, my brother will tell us about last week's puzzler, whatever it was. (laughs) And, of course, we'll take more of your calls, so don't go away. We'll be back in just a minute. Down the highway. And even though Felix Baumgartner breaks another speed record jumping to turn his radio off whenever he hears us say it, this is NPR. Hey, if you'd like to hear more car talk. Yeah, like if you're a jackhammer operator and miss grating noises when you get home. (laughs) (laughs) You can download hundreds of classic car talk shows. And by classic, we mean old. (laughs) Previously aired. Exactly. (laughs) Just go to cartalk.com and click where it says, listen to the show. Hi, we're back. You're listening to Car Talk with us, Click and Clack, the Tappet Brothers, and we're here to talk about cars, car repair, and uh, the answer to last week's puzzler. And the essence of this puzzler uh, was sent in by someone named John Knight, and it went something like this. Something I said, huh? It'll come to you. Okay. Pay attention. Yeah. We needed a new sign above our garage, and Tommy decided to hire a sign painter for the job. Nothing rings a bell yet, huh? No. (laughs) Instead of turning crusty loose with a can of spray paint like we did the last time. Anyway, he told the sign painter he wanted a sign which simply said, Click and Clack's Garage. Just those four words. When the sign was finally finished and hung in place, Tommy stood there and carefully studied the new sign. After several minutes, he spoke. I don't like it. Something's not right. Oh, what's wrong, asked the sign painter. Did I misspell something or use improper punctuation? Oh, no, no, it's nothing like that. Tommy then uttered a sentence in which he used one of the words in that sign five times in a row. Now, there were other words in the sentence, but one of the words in that sign was used five times in a row. And here's the interesting part. The sentence made sense and explained what was wrong with the sign. The question very simply was, What was the essence of the sentence? I remember it now. Do you remember what you said? No. (laughs) But I I remember I concluded that the word that was used five times was and. Well, you're right. And and here's the sentence. You looked at the sign. You should have known this because it was you who looked at the sign. But anyway, you you looked at the sign and said, the spaces between click and 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 clack aren't equal. 
very good. Now, now, I'm sure there are plenty of other sentences in which you could use the word and five times in a row, but that's the one that I came up with. The spaces between click and 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 clack aren't equal. So do we have a winner? We do. The winner this week is Denise Dussault from Cambridge, our fair city, Massachusetts, and for having her answer selected at random from among all the correct answers that we got, too. Denise gets a $26 (laughs) gift certificate to the Shameless Commerce Division at cartalk.com, with which she can get our collection of funny stories we've told on the air over the years called Once Upon a Car Fire. And if there was a theme for these stories, something that tied them together somehow, what would you say that theme is? What would I say it is? Yeah, what do most of the stories on this CD have in common? They're funny? Well, yeah. Uh, usually at someone else's expense? Y- yeah, whose? Oh, yours. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I mean, there's the story about the time you broke my nose with a baseball. Oh, come on. You are a crybaby. Well, then there's a story about you pretending my car had caught fire and burned to a crisp when I was 500 miles away from home with my young family. Ah, uh, you take it too seriously. Come on. And then the story about running up my credit card bill while I was in the hospital, recovering from a heart attack. <laughs> Now, that was funny, (laughs) but that was your son's fault. He was the one who let slip that he had your credit card. (laughs) All right. Anyway, Denise, this this lighthearted collection is yours for winning the puzzle this week, and you can pick it up with your gift certificate at the Shameless Commerce Division of cartalk.com. You ready to move on? Yeah, sure. Anyway, we'll have a brand-new puzzle coming up later, (laughs) so stay tuned. In the meantime, you can call us at 888-CAR-TALK. That's 888-CAR-TALK. Two two seven eight two five five. Hello, you're on Car Talk. Hi, Click. Hi, Clack. How are you guys doing? Good, good. Who's this? This is Mike in D.C. Mike in D.C. D.C. Absolutely. And are you a politician or a lawyer or both? Neither. Neither. Well, it's yes. a pleasure to Lobbyist? know you. Lobbyist? Uh, no. <laughs> Artist. <laughs> yeah. Artist. Artist. Oh, so you haven't slept in the Lincoln bedroom, obviously. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> What's your question, Mike? Hey, my question is, well, first of all, I don't even own a car. Good. But but I'm having a problem with someone else's car. Yeah. Now, see, in D.C., if you have this little license plate that says diplomat on it, mm-hmm. you, uh, well, you know all about uh, that. Yes, you and have you have a girlfriend who has one of those plates. <laughs> Absolutely not. Oh. We have an unknown person down the street who has one. Oh, unknown who, person. Yes, who apparently is out of town. Uh, it's parked out back of a of an an embassy whose name I won't give, but I think they eat a lot of lingonberries in this country. And uh, every night, or every other night recently, the alarm on this car goes off. Ah. Mm. And it won't stop for about two, three hours. Really? You know, the tow tow places won't tow it because, hey, it's got a diplomatic plate. (laughs) But have you tried knocking on the door of the embassy and saying, hey, guys? Well, it's hard to tell who it is, but yeah, there's been a couple of letters written and and telephone calls to them. Yeah. But basically, you know, we've come down to the point where something mechanically has to be done. Maybe a giant electron, you beam. know, uh, yeah. beam that would. That would <laughs> How about an eye beam? Eye beam. Yeah. But but I mean, there's got to be some way to disable this alarm because whoever owns the car, it, it hasn't moved for about a month and a half now, so they're out of town, mm-hmm. and the thing goes off. And, I mean, there's nobody to stop it. Well, yeah. you, what you could do... Well, uh, there are lots of things you could do, but I, I just want to make sure that you have taken the appropriate action. You have taken all the You've appropriate... You've done all the... you followed the you know. diplomatic channels. What, what embassy is it? <laughs> you can tell us. All right, it's Sweden. Sweden. Yes, sir. Is this a Volvo? No, it's a Mercedes-Benz. Of course. Silly of me. That's all they drive for some reason. Yeah. All the all the embassies. Yeah. Okay. So you've done all the you've done all the things that would allow them to take action were they so inclined. Absolutely. So the thing wakes you up a couple of times a week. Tough. Yeah. That's so. Let's and, just make sure we get the context of the question. And it right. doesn't wake them up. Obviously, it's far enough removed from there, and they're well insulated and back off the street. And well, I think that the the diplomatic residence is in a different part of town than the embassy. Ah, uh, so the embassy works. after five o'clock in the afternoon, the embassy is empty. Exactly. Ah, okay. Exactly. The question is, what can you guys do, you the neighbors? Exactly. I mean, I, I guess the the quickest way to take care of it would be to disconnect the battery. <laughs> so you don't actually have to get to the battery itself. All you need to do is get to one of the main 
uh, cables of the battery and disconnect it or sever it in some way, and that would do it. Well, unfortunately... This is all illegal, of course, but... This car has more than one cable running off the positive and more than one cable running off the negative. So if you found the cable that ran from the negative of the battery to the block of the engine... Re- disconnecting or severing that cable would not be enough to, to kill the alarm. Necessarily. It might. Not in this car, it wouldn't. You never know. I don't think so. But, but given that you can't open the hood, I mean, let's, let's, we'll take that as a given. Yeah. Because in order to open the hood, you have to break a window and get inside and pull the hood release. I think, we, I think that'd be a little bit too far for us. I think so, too. Do the police come when the alarm goes off? No, of course not. If you called them, would they come? They, they, they've talked to us, and first of all, they said, you know, they have much better things to do, which I, I'm not really sure what they mean by that. But, uh, you know, and, and secondly, it's a diplomatic car in a diplomatic parking lot. So uh, it's not their jurisdiction. They, yeah. they can't do anything about it. Do you uh, have a tuxedo? Excuse me? Do you own a tuxedo? No, I do not. Rent one. Okay. Next time this happens. You have blonde hair? Yes, I do. Good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Put on this rented tuxedo. Put on the tuxedo late in the evening sometime, 5 o'clock. Put on the tuxedo. You walk over to a phone booth near the car, preferably your cellular phone, and you call AAA. Well, you call anybody that tows. Yeah. Okay. And when they come, your name will be, what do you want to be? Olaf Peterson. Olaf, Olaf Peterson. Peterson. This and is Mr. Peterson. Leif Erickson. Leif Erickson would be good. <laughs> right. And your car won't start and you want it towed. Could you please take it to the garage? In Maryland. <laughs> take it to the Mercedes dealer. That's it. Right. So you'll need the name of the Mercedes dealer. In, okay. in, uh, in Fairfax, Virginia. Yeah, the fact that you don't have keys, however, might... Uh... Ah, you've locked the keys in the car. No, they, they'll open it. Yeah, well, that's even better. Sure, open it for me. Well, sure, I mean... tell them you locked the keys in the car. <laughs> they'll open it. You open the hood and disconnect the battery. Hey, that's perfect. With your tuxedo on. Exactly. There you go. So in either case, you win. If they can't open it, they'll tow it to Fairfax, yeah. Mercedes. If they don't open it, and, and tell them you want a key made. <laughs> and the best part about this is you can, after that, drive the car. <laughs> the car hey, might be and, yours. And how, how, how bad could Swedish prisons possibly how be? How bad could they be? <laughs> they, they might be nice. Who knows? No, whoever's car, whoever owns the car deserves it. They're I, arrogant. I so. Inconsiderate. Inconsiderate. We can't have that. I mean, they're not even French. I mean, and, who the heck do they think they are? And, and they wouldn't even know if the car were missing. They probably have so many of them scattered around the world. Sure. I mean, if this one missing, they just go out and buy another one. If it hasn't moved for a month and a half, it means whoever has it doesn't care about it much. So the tuxedo is what's going to get you around this. (laughs) Okay. Okay, Olaf, thanks for calling. (laughs) Okay, thanks for Let us know how this works. You need to practice a little bit of a Swedish accent. Yeah. Well, I think I watched enough of the Muppets. (laughs) (laughs) You got it, man. You got it, baby. (laughs) Just don't lapse into Brooklynese. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And try not to try not to smirk too much. <laughs> Good luck. Thanks a lot. Thanks for calling. Bye. Bye. <laughs> hey, you know what time it is now? Time for the oil, lube, and hot mulled cider special at the garage? No. It's time to play Stop the Chumps. This is the part of the show where we dig up a caller from a previous show to see just how much trouble a person can get into by following our advice. (laughs) (laughs) So who's our lucky player this week? It's Carla from Homer. No, not that Homer. Homer, Alaska. 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 <laughs> Dick Nixon? Homer, Alaska. Homa, Alaska. That's why ours are on... Yeah. Homer, Alaska. Homer, Alaska. Don't try to be something you know. Homer, Alaska. Yeah. H-O-M-A-H. Damn it. That's the way we talk, and we're proud of it. And and, and something happened there. I, I, I misplaced an er. Mm. Well, Carla called us back in January when she had a few months of darkness to kill. <laughs> her 78 Toyota pickup truck was given her trouble. She was only able to get the thing to climb hills, get this, in reverse. Now, how do you suppose she figured out that the thing would only take hills in reverse? I'm not sure we want to know. Anyway, it was obvious to us that she had a fuel pump problem, so we moved right on to the more important question. Why in the world would a nice young woman like Carla decide to move to the boonies of Alaska in the first place? 
Well, Carla, I've got to tell you. What? You have got to move back to civilization. You are depriving humanity of what sounds like a very wonderful person. Yeah. Hey, well, thank because you. Because I wouldn't mind having coffee with you, kid. Oh, well, you don't have any other brothers, do you? Yeah, I got one. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I got one brother, and his wife would be more than happy to get rid of him. <laughs> Well, we can have coffee. We don't have to have... have it doesn't have to be amorous. Come on. We can just have coffee. Yeah, you've been up there too long. <laughs> Lighten up, will you? Anyway, after we successfully fought off her advances, <laughs> we explained to Carla that because her fuel pump was old and crotchety, like my brother, and mm. barely worked, when she backed up hills, the gas was actually flowing down toward the engine, which was the only thing that saved her. All right, let's bring her on. Carla, are you there? I'm here. Okay, Carla, first we have to Carmen Mirandize you. Is it true, Carla, that you have not been offered any cash or prizes or a lifetime supply of Eskimo pies <laughs> by anyone on our staff or the staff of National Public Radio in exchange for a favorable response here today on Stump the Chumps? Well, All right. It's true, but it's, it's never true. too late to try. It's never too late to try. <laughs> All right, did you replace the pump? Yes. And? And it worked. Get out! (laughs) (laughs) Unbelievable! (laughs) One right answer out of the last 20. (laughs) I mean, we've had it. We've had a a long run of bad answers. Bad answers. Carlo, you saved us. It really did. We don't have to. We don't need you to elaborate because you might tell us you did something else too, and yeah. and and that might have fixed it. So we will just leave it at this. Oh. The fuel pump fixed it. Mm-hmm. The, the truck runs great. It, well, well it, the truck runs. It, it goes up the hills at least. You no, know, we don't know that either. <laughs> <laughs> last I That's saw not... it, it ran okay. Oh, last what? Did you do sell it? I did. It kind of sold itself. Really? Mm-hmm. What did it do? It put its own sign out. <laughs> It was a fluke. I ran into someone who tried to buy it last year, and um, I bought it instead. And then huh. they, we ran into them, and they asked if they could buy it, and I said yes. And so then I left that about an hour later and flew out to field camp, and they paid for it. They flew the title out to where I was at, and I signed it, and it got flown back to town. And when I came home, the truck was gone. Cool. So who put the fuel pump in, you or them? I did. I did it in June. It took me oh. six months to do it, but it got, <laughs> when it got done. <laughs> Great. So you're still up there in Homer, huh? Yes. Met anyone? <laughs> I met a lot of people yesterday because... No, I don't... You know what I mean. I didn't mean, like... You know what I mean uh, by yeah. met anyone. Uh, yeah, yes. Oh, oh. Yeah. oh yes. No, no. No. Take that oh. No, no. <laughs> Have I met anyone? Um, that's a loaded question. Okay, can I take that back and say no? <laughs> well, you can, no. but I can tell by the giddiness in your voice that there is somebody. There's something going on here, Carlo. You want, you don't want to tell us about it? Oh, well, um, maybe you shouldn't. Maybe is it man or beast? <laughs> and if, if what? If it's, I don't know. If it's too, <laughs> if it's too early to know, that's why then, I should say no. Yeah. Okay. I understand that, and we will we will honor your privacy. But if anything happens, let us know, because we care about you. Yeah. You know that. I feel like you're my sister, Carla. You know? Oh, really? Yeah. I feel like I have to I have to sort of take care of you, and I want to know how you're doing. Right. And give you driving lessons and stuff like that. <laughs> well, you should come up here and. No, 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 no. Let's not get into that. <laughs> Darn. No. Yeah. No, I mean, seriously, let us know if this works out. I know there's something going on. I can tell by your voice there's something going on. It may be too early to know. So when it when it happens, when the sparks fly, <laughs> give us a call. Uh, Promise? Okay. All right. And listen, thanks for playing Stump the Chumps. Oh, you're welcome. And thanks for letting us be right once in a while. <laughs> and enjoy those Eskimo pies. <laughs> oh, it's fun. See you, Carla. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> All right, if you hear someone you'd like us to bring back for Stump the Chumps, email us your suggestion from cartalk.com. All right, (laughs) it's time for us to take a little break, especially after that call, wouldn't you think? Yeah, good. I mean, I could use a break. Why? What are you looking at? I've been doing half the heavy lifting around here. (laughs) I think you mean heavy shoveling. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we'll be back with a brand new puzzler. Of what variety? I would say uh, uh, mathematical, you know, numerical, whatever you want to call it. Okay, that's coming up along with more of your calls in just a minute, so please stay tuned. Paperback on the dashboard of the valiant. 
young and hopeful flowers on her dress. Susie's headed in a new direction. Alabama rolling through her head. She's singing, tape it down to Southern Highway. And even though the entire Shackleton expedition votes to spend another winter in Antarctica whenever they hear us say it, this is NPR. Ha! We're back. You're listening to Car Talk with us. Click and clack the Tappert Brothers, and we're here to talk about cars, car repair, and, of course, the, the new puzzler. Gold, baby. And I did say it was mathematical, but it's, ni- it's nice and easy and short. Oh, okay. go ahead. Get a pencil and write, write this down. I got okay? it. Write, write down the following equation. 76. 76. Equals, well, then, you know, equal sign. Traditionally, yeah. Equals 24. It's obviously incorrect, right? It does look a little funny. <laughs> yeah. Now, I want you to correct this equation so that it makes sense. Yeah. Okay. By, move, by, by moving the four digits around, right? You got four digits here, seven, six, a two, and a four, right? I'm with but you. But you can't introduce any new signs. No, you can't introduce a plus sign, a minus, division, none of, none of those. It all is it. You got an equal sign, and that's it. You got an equal sign, and that's it. So imagine that the four digits were written on four slips of paper. Right. Okay? Do what you want around. with them and make the thing make sense. Now, if you think you know the answer. I can do that. <laughs> but, but the point <laughs> is, can you remember it next week? <laughs> if you think you know the answer, write it on the back of a Delta Therm model M1 480-volt, 50-watt per square foot, driveway snow-melting cable assembly with Kapton <laughs> tape wrap, remote activation, and DTC-120S controller with dual slab moisture and temperature sensors. <laughs> <laughs> I could use one of these and send it to Puzzler Tower, Car Talk Plaza, Box 3500, Harvard Square, Cambridge. Our fair city. Matt 02238. Or you can email us your answer from Car Talk Com. But right now, if you have a car question, give us a call. The number is 888-CAR-TALK. That's 888-227-8255. Hello, you're on Car Talk. This is Gloria from Las Cruces, New Mexico. Hey, Gloria. How are, you, how are you? Oh, I'm fine. My car is a 1986 Sierra. And when I pull out of the driveway and make a sharp turn... Which Sierra is it? Is it the Oldsmobile Sierra? Yeah, yeah. Old yeah. Cutlass Sierra. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And I pull it out of the driveway, and I get this, when I make a sharp turn. Really? Yes. Either way, left or right? Well, most times left. But not always? Not always. How how heavy is the sound? Does it sound like metal? Oh, it sounds like a grinding sound, and it's quite loud. Oh, I like that. <laughs> And, but and is it, does it go away if you straight if you were to straighten the wheel yeah, out right I away? Straighten the car up, it goes away. And if you take another left turn, does it happen again? No. Only if it's a sharp. You know when I say a sharp turn, when you turn the wheel all the way. Yeah. If I turn it just gently, nothing happens. So yeah. if you were to pull out of the driveway, I, I assume yeah. you're backing out of the driveway, yeah. and yeah. you're cutting the wheel hard to the left That's because right. you live on a fairly narrow street with cars parked opposite yeah. your driveway. Yeah. You don't want to hit anybody. That's Are there any right. trees on the street that you see in your little vision there? <laughs> uh, in Las Cruces? Yeah. Uh, I, I do see... You do see bushes. I, I do see some cottonwood trees. Do you? Uh-huh, uh-huh. But here's what I think is happening with your car. Okay. I was listening. Go ahead. I am, too. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I thought my brother would stop me and say, wait, I have five or six more questions. I, yeah, no, I think he... it's, it's simply that you're hearing the power steering pump rattling. Because oh, you think the, it's loose in the bracket? Well, not loose necessarily. I think the belt is loose. And when you turn the wheel all the way to the lock position... Mm-hmm. You are demanding of the pump the utmost pressure because you're asking it to push against something that it can't move because the wheel's already turned all the way. 
Mm-hmm. And when that happens, the belt will either begin to slip, and if it doesn't slip, the pump may begin to rattle because it's just a flimsy setup. And I think that's all you're hearing. Oh. And I think it's easily verified by having your mechanic yeah. open the hood, open the hood, and he will turn the wheel all the way. Mm-hmm. Or you'll turn the wheel all the way, and, and he'll stand there and look at it. And you'll see the whole mechanism, the whole pump just shuddering. Oh. And the solution may be to tighten the belt mm-hmm. or replace the belt or maybe tighten the bolts on the power steering bracket. Or sell the car. Or oh. Right. <laughs> I mean, I would have it looked at soon if this is really the case because in the event that the pump itself is loose, mm-hmm. it could fall off. Oh, and uh-huh. you could lose your power steering, which wouldn't be the end of the world. But uh-huh. And you could lose the, the pump. Yeah. <laughs> that uh-huh. could fall right. by the fall side of the road. Fall uh-huh. on the street. <laughs> uh-huh. But get it get it looked at and leave it with them overnight if you need to. Uh-huh. Okay. Thank you so much. Say it, Gloria. Thanks okay. for calling. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Uh, 1-888-CAR-TALK. That's 888-22-78-255. Hello, you're on Car Talk. Hi, guys. This is Jerry Kaiser in Boulder Creek, California. Hi, Jerry. Boulder Creek where? Boulder Creek, California, in the Santa Cruz Mountains near Santa Cruz. No kidding. Yeah. Like a, in the mountains. In the mountains. Yeah, it sounds like a nice place. It's a beautiful place. Yeah. What do you do out there? Uh, I do consulting work here. Oh, really? What yeah. kind? Healthcare consulting. Oh, you, oh. Should, you should come here. We need it here. Really? <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> so what's going on, Jerry? Guys, I got a 97 Grand Caravan, and um, a couple weeks ago, while coming down a, a fairly steep grade for about five minutes, uh, I suddenly noticed myself in the middle of a cloud of smoke. <laughs> and uh, at the bottom of the hill, I stopped the car, and I had flames about four inches high in my front wheels. Isn't that exciting? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I went looking for some marshmallows. <laughs> I, uh, I took the car into the dealership, and the service manager told me that the grease behind the brakes uh, was burning, that I only had 10% wear on my brake pads, but my rotors and calipers were fried to the tune of $800. And uh, he said that the, the front brakes had been set to do a little bit more work than the rear, which contributed to the problem, but neither he nor his mechanics knew the cause. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, I'm concerned about safety. I don't want to pay $800 again. Um, I, I didn't downshift. We know that. Uh, right. <laughs> uh, so this, this was, you said this was a mile, but I'm going to guess it was more than a mile. Oh, yeah, it was more than a mile. Like 10, 10 miles? <laughs> About two miles. During which time you had your foot on the brake the whole time, continuously? I was pumping the brakes. Pump, but mostly on? Mostly on. How most fast were you going? Um, I would say at the most about 30. Oh, that's a lot. Uh, by the way, you should have downshifted. Okay. But uh, here's my question. What caught fire? He said that there was some kind of grease um, behind the brakes. Oh, behind the pads. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Anti-squeak okay. grease. Well, I mean, geez, I mean, was it a lot of flame? The flames were about four inches high and lasted for about 90 seconds. Cool. All right, here's what happened. <laughs> uh, obviously, by using the brakes as much as you did, the, the brakes got very, very hot. Right. Uh, and they got hotter than they were designed to get. Right. And that's why you would, you should have downshifted, and that's why it's recommended on... on All right, he knows that. You don't I'm have to berate the guy. He even told you I didn't downshift. I'm telling He everyone. knows he should have downshifted. Oh, Cut the guy some slack. What His car girl. is on fire here. <laughs> 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 I'm with you, Jerry. <laughs> and, and what happened is that the grease that whoever did the last brake job, put, we use it ourselves, we use a very high-temperature grease yeah. between the metal part of the pad and the caliper. Right. And even though it's high-temperature, it's not infinitely high-temperature. Right. And it caught fire. Okay. So, so, what's, so, so what's the question now? Well, the, Is there a defect in the car, a yeah. defect in the driver? Uh, it's possible the guy put so much grease, but it's unlikely. No, and don't forget, that grease shouldn't have caught fire. It caught fire because it was just overheated. So I don't think you can blame anybody. But myself for not downshifting. Except the <laughs> fact that you didn't downshift, you meatball. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that's why they tell you to downshift, and that's why it's so important to downshift because people, the trouble with this issue is it doesn't happen often enough. 
Well, you and know, if it, if it happened every time someone didn't downshift, you'd see all kinds of vehicles in flames at the bottom of the hills. Right. And the truth is, you hardly ever see it happen. Right. But it can happen. Well, you know what? I, it, to tell you the truth, you were pretty lucky because what generally happens is not that the wheels catch fire. In fact, that's pretty rare. What usually happens is the brake fluid gets so hot, it boils. And then you have no brakes, and, it, and you don't stop right. at, at least the you still had brakes. They were burning brakes. <laughs> Better burning than none at all. <laughs> but you had brakes. But when the brake fluid boils, the pedal just sinks right to the floor, and you've got nothing. So we assume, then, that if, if I just downshift when I'm going down hills and apply brakes when needed, that this isn't going to happen you anymore? Apply, exactly. Yeah. You apply brakes sparingly. Right. See you, Jerry. Got it. Thanks. Thanks Good for luck. your call. Yeah, you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. One eight 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 Car Talk. That's eight 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 two two seven eight two five five. Hello, you're on Car Talk. Hi guys. Hi. This is Twyla from Trenton, Missouri. What's up? Well, I am calling to get some advice. Yeah. Uh, about my brother's old Toyota truck. Uh-huh. Uh, that I borrowed. And, uh, oh, and, um, you, and you did something too. Uh, well, I didn't, but no. it happened. It happened. And, uh, <laughs> While she was driving. <laughs> it was on your watch, Twyla. You I did know. It. That's the problem. It was on my watch. Well, t- right. Tell us. Give us all the gory details. Oh. <laughs> well, it was, it was just parked on the street. Yeah. And someone backed into it and just demolished the door and that one panel. And um, this is like his favorite truck. It's an 89 Toyota that he loves. And this damage that was done, was it done on the driver's side or the passenger's the side? The driver's side. Okay, I'm with you. So I have had it repaired and repainted. Really? You did? And I did. Did you tell him? No. Oh, oh you sneaky oh, devil, you. Oh, oh. <laughs> you didn't tell him? You just no. returned his truck painted. <laughs> I did. I did that on Monday. And he didn't notice? Uh, well, he noticed that it was had been painted, but he just thinks I did this nice thing. Oh, so he to this day, he doesn't know. Right. I had it for two months, and it happened like the second week I had it. Oh, oh, you've had it for a long time. And so I, uh, and I had to drive like four hours to this little town in Kansas to find a door that fit it, and then I had some friends who have a, um, an auto shop, and they painted it for me. And then, oh, so you did it early so that in the ensuing week, you could slap mud on it and make it look lived in, so to speak. So it didn't stand out like a brand new door. Well, I don't oh. think she did that purposely. I didn't. But it sort of worked <laughs> but, out. That but you way. should have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what's the problem? Well, the problem is I just feel so guilty about this, and he really likes you guys. So I was thinking. Does, the question is, does he like you? <laughs> <laughs> I, want him, I want him to keep liking me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, the other part of this is that. Uh, about two years ago, he had a brand-new sports car, and I wanted to borrow his truck. He made me take his sports car, and it got in a hail damage storm. Oh. And it was like $8,000 worth of damage. So how did, he, that, how did that work out? He almost cried. Oh. And so I told myself I will never borrow another vehicle from him again, but and you I did. did. You know what? I have a great idea. You, What's that? You need to buy a vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Well, you know... I mean, I I think he's going to love you even more when he finds out what you did. Well, he he saw it and he thanked me. Well, sure. I, I just want to give you an example of, of you is know. It, if it had been my brother. Well, I just wanted exactly <laughs> what I wanted to say. Go if ahead. it had been my brother, he would simply say, something happened to your truck, it's broken. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. <laughs> and he well, would blame me for I mean, it. <laughs> well, the truth of the matter is that you didn't do anything wrong. When you parked in the street, had he come to visit you, Twyla, where would he have parked? In the street. In yeah. that very spot. Sure. And if that had happened to the truck then, would it have been your fault? Would he have said, I came to visit you, pony up the money to fix this? Of course not. No, but he, he loves this truck. He, I know, but he... Know. You know, he loves it, and, and and up until now, he loved you, too. I know. <laughs> well, so I was I was hoping that you could call him and tell him for me. <laughs> oh, you chicken. All right, oh, give us his number. <laughs> we'll take his number off the air. We're going to take you off the air for a minute. You okay. give us his number. Oh, Which, yay, what's his, yay. What's his name? David. David. So even if he has an answering machine, yes. we're going to just leave the message on his machine. Oh, that, thank you so much. All right, you chicken, you. <laughs> give us the number. Okay. Okay. Got it. All right. Hold on. Don't go away. Okay, you can stay on the line, I think, and we'll okay. put David on, and then you can have like a, you know, a hug fest afterwards. <laughs> I hope a hug fest. Here we are. Hey, 
Dave Steele is not available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone. Hey, David, we're friends of your sister, and we want you to know she's fine, but your truck is whacked. <laughs> oh, the truck, she smashed up your truck, man. I mean, you're not going to believe what happened to this thing. It's a wreck. I mean, you'll probably just have to junk it. Yeah, you're never going to speak to her again. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you wanted us to say, Twilight? <laughs> no, here's the here's the deal, man. You lent her your truck, and and some and some inconsiderate person evidently backed into it and did some damage, and she didn't want to tell you because of that hailstone incident, and she wanted to. So on her own, on her own initiative, she went and found a replacement door. And took it to a body shop, had it installed, had the panel behind it painted. Had it painted. Oh, and made it look and splashed some mud on it, so it looked like it had never been done. And and so she wants she wants you to to, uh, she to feels know very guilty about that. She didn't tell you, but she wants you to know that she loves you and she hopes to see you at Thanksgiving dinner if you're still talking to her. Yeah. And can she borrow the truck again <laughs> next weekend? And if I were you, I would never let her come near the truck. <laughs> How's that, Twyla? Is that working? Work oh, out for you? That's wonderful. All right. Well, good luck. Thank you so much. Let us know how the next family gathering goes. Yeah. Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye. We we could have we could have been really mean and just left the other message, but oh boy, oh boy. Well, look, it's happened again. You've wasted another perfectly good hour listening to Car Talk. Our esteemed producer is Doug the Subway Fugitive, not a slave to fashion, Bongo Boy Berman. Our social producers are David the Calves of Belleville Green, Carly High Voltage Nicks, and Catherine Flau Blucher. <laughs> Fenelosa. Our web lackey is Doug the Old Grey Mayor, assisted by Connie Bridgeford. Our engineer is John Cartman Parati. And our theme music is by David Dog Grisman. Our technical, spiritual, and menu advisor, just back from the Lake Louise, Stinky Cheese, Sugar Peas, Chickadees, Bubble Teas, Lemon Squeeze, Jujubees, Cream Cassis, <laughs> Vitamin Bs, Fine Chablis, Lunch Reprise is John Bugsy Lawler. <laughs> <laughs> Our public opinion pollster is Paul Murky of Murky Research, assisted by statistician Marge Inovera. Our customer care representative is Haywood Jabuzov. Our personal makeup artist is Bud Tugley. Our director of guaranteed repeat business is Lucinda Bolts. Our military public affairs officer is Colonel O'Truth. The director of our employee <laughs> loyalty program is Upton Leftist. Our Russian chauffeur is Peekoff and Dropoff. Our optometric firm is CFI Care. Guest accommodations that provided by the horse you rode in. And the head of our working mother support group is Erasmus B. Dragon. Our chief counsel from the law firm of Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe is you, Louis Dewey, known to the art history grads, handing out free coupons in Harvard Square as Huey Louis Dewey. Thanks so much for listening. We're Click and Clack, the Tappert Brothers. And, of course, don't drive like my brother. And if you think of it, don't drive like my brother. <laughs> we'll be back next week. Bye-bye. You can get a podcast of this show, which is number 1242. Download classic Car Talk episodes or check out our clothing and CD collections all over at cartalk.com. Also this week at cartalk.com, how to maximize your gas mileage. Yes, suddenly people are very interested in this topic, so we've made a list of all the ways you can make a gallon of gas go farther. I have my own method. Yeah, own a car that doesn't start. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> well, we also have some practical tips for saving fuel, and you can see them all right now over at cartalk.com. Car Talk is a production of Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe and WBUR in Boston. And even though Goldilocks wonders who's been messing with her radio's presets whenever she <laughs> hears us say it, this is NPR.